Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. I'm here with uh, Mr. Mark Taylor from MLT Builders. Uh, let's rip into it. Tell us a bit about yourself, man. So, um... I'm from a small town called Fakatani, which is in um, the Bay of Plenty in New Zealand. Uh, it's a coastal town, not a very big town at all. Uh, it's where I started my building journey. I'm now living 45 minutes away from the place in a, another small city called Tauranga, Mount Monganui. And um, yeah, I've been building for 16 years now. I left school straight onto the hammer. Building wasn't really anything I knew about before I um, left school, but I, I love woodwork, but um, it was a big start for me, like jumping in and I had no clue what anything was. I didn't even know what like a string line was or a folding rule. And so I had a few embarrassment, embarrassing moments, you know, on site as the typical apprentice being like pointed out as, yeah, but um. Yeah, uh, it's, it's been a journey for me. It's something I've only ever done throughout my whole life and I enjoy it. And um, I've been just slowly building and building and um, just bettering myself, which is um, a good feeling. Awesome. Me. Love it, man. Love it. So you've been in business since around, what, 2017, was it? Yep, 2017. Cool. What was it that made you uh, decide to go from, from hands-on to uh, do it all on your own? So... Typically, I was just, um, I was partnered up with an old school builder. There was another apprentice that was another older guy that was actually a qualified engineer and was over being stuck in the old factory and was real hands-on guy. So they were real hard working. You couldn't drop the ball with them. So I think working with these old guys just got me embedded that, you know, you worked hard when you turned up to work. And, um, you know, I took that with me to... Once, once my old boss retired, I went on to another firm and I just, you know, took what I learned with them to the next firm and I worked hard, turned up every day, always did my best and took passion in my work. And then I'd slowly work my way up the ranks from apprentice to suddenly, you know, the qualified builder role and then, you know, leading hands and then foreman. And then suddenly I've got, as far as I can get with that business before the next guys won't budge. So, you know, I thought, why not? I'll go hunting and someone will hire me. I'm a, I'm a hard worker. Went on to the next firm, high end firm, pretty much went into the main role. And I ended up with a team where I was pretty much running the whole business. It wasn't a very well organized business, but it was a good start for me. And also, I had a lot of people asking me to do weekend work, and it got to a point where I had a list of people to go from job to job in the weekends where I thought, man, this is my opportunity actually to stop what I'm doing, doing what I'm doing here, but for myself and just start from the bottom and slowly work my way to the top. And that's, I took the risk and yeah, here I am today, I guess. Awesome, man. Love it. So You've obviously had a pretty good journey through, you know, the last few years, and um, we're going to unpack a bit more of that in a minute. So, tell us a bit more about your your team, how that's all structured, type of work that you do, uh, a bit more about that. 
Yeah, so in my team, from okay, from left to right, we've got uh, Hamish on the left here. He's uh, one of my um, leading hands. He's uh, experienced in new builds and uh, group housing. So, and he's from the same era as me where you turned up and you worked hard. So he's, he keeps the apprentices on the toes. Uh, next guy in is actually a childhood friend that I grew up with. He uh, was living in Canada, wanted to get away from the environment with this environment we have around worldwide came into New Zealand, wanted an opportunity, gave it to him, pretty much told him the criteria, look, this is your opportunity to get an apprenticeship, work your way up the ranks and, you know, have a trade under your belt. He's been going great, like just turns up every day with a smile on his face and revving the go. Uh, next one over is uh, Rainer. He's my foreman. So he's always keeping an eye on the jobs, looking ahead, um making sure everything's running on track pre-ordering materials um and making sure the environment's good on site as well so he addresses with me if there's any issues on site he'll come to me about it um then there's me i'm focusing on sales and marketing and stuff and um that's my cup of tea so i'm now off the tools and i've been off the tools ever since i started with tpb to my right is Cody. He is my um, apprentice that's been with me the longest. He is the nephew of the guy, the older guy that was the engineer, qualified engineer that was working with me when I was apprentice. He rang me up one day saying, look, mate, I've got a nephew here. He's worked with me before and um, you'd be missing out if you let him go. And it came from his mouth. So I was like, yeah, well, if he's anything like you were, he'd be worth it. So I took him on. I didn't actually need him at the time, but I took him on and just made work happen. And um, yeah, to today, he's he's pretty much running like a qualified builder and he's only like two years in, I think. And then to the right of him, we've got Campbell. He's a qualified builder as well. And he specializes in high-end architectural new builds and renovations. So he's got a lot of skills on hand and he's a really nice guy to talk to, always wanting to do better and work his way up. So yeah, that's the team. Love it, man. Oh, and I also have my wife in the background doing bits and pieces. And we also have a um, offsite bookkeeping and stuff. Love it, man. Love it. So uh, as far as the type of work that you do, um, you know, you obviously are doing a bit of everything. Uh, it's got the new builds, got a few renos going. You know, tell us a bit more about that, uh, what you're currently doing, what you're looking to do in the future, focus a bit more on. Yeah, so um, I love a good reno. Some people steer away from it, but it's something that I grew up doing as, a, as an apprentice was, you know, the real architectural designed homes that just people look at and go, oh, that would be just painful I, I live for that. I love that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, we try focus on that kind of market as well as architecturally designed new build homes as well. We, we, we still, because I like to have a bit of variety with my teams because my teams, you know, you'd get stuck in on a job and you'd be stuck there for a month doing remedials then you get your claddings and all that sort of stuff. And at the end of it, the guys want a bit of a change. So, I, I go for both and that gives my team opportunity to choose what they want. And then it also gives me confidence that I'm giving my guys what they want. They're going to be hanging around, you know, that's, and that's 
how I see it. But yeah, I love a good reno, eh? Love it. So actually, I was going to touch on it a bit more. You mentioned uh, since starting with TVB, you've basically been off the tools. It's obviously a big struggle for a lot of people. What, what did the transition look like for you from going to, from on the tools, being the builder, moving to business owner? I just want to unpack yeah. that a bit with you. Yeah, that was hard. That was really hard because I, I have a mad passion for chucking that belt on. It was really hard because obviously the time of not being on the tools and then you you being on the tools, not guiding the guys. But at the end of the day, you want to be a business. So you own this business that if you want it to elevate, you actually have to be off the tools. You actually have to have confidence in your guys because if you don't have confidence in your guys, then why do you have those guys? Because... um. I think that was the hardest thing for me is that I'm not in control on site anymore. But at the end of the day, I've trained these guys up since day one. They almost know all the tricks in my pocket. Well, not quite, but it's just having that confidence that you can leave them on. And it might be hard at the start, but um, overall, when you look back at it, it's like, well, why didn't I get off the tools earlier? Like this has worked out just perfectly. And I'm focusing on my business, not actually working in my business. So it's, oh, it's a game changer, eh? Awesome. Love it, man. And is there anything in particular you do that you find works really well with managing the guys or setting expectations or, or working with the team and anything that you uh, have that you think works really well? Yeah, so definitely having that environment on site, like, you know, everyone's happy. And that, that all comes in the hiring part as well, is getting to know who the who the um, person is that you're hiring and what they're like as a person and will they actually gel with your team because it only takes one bad egg to toss it all up. But if you've got five good eggs, they're, they're a well-oiled machine. They're just going to keep going and going. And if you're just feeding them like, and you got to be positive, you know, you can't be just negative. Like we're all human. We make mistakes and I've made them too. You can't just come on steaming on. Yeah, you'd be a little bit like, oh man, but it's like you got to take it on the chin and deal with it the right way with your team because if you come in steaming train like what the is this, they're going to just be too scared to tell you there's a mistake. So I, I take the approach like, oh, look, mate, this is a lesson to be taught, you know, take this mistake to the next one and I'm sure you'll be fine. And It's, it's just having that environment eh? and then also giving them accountability for it as well. Yeah, I guess. up to things. Yeah, that's always a big one. Awesome. Thanks, man. So we're just going to jump into a bit more of your journey here. So you want to know sort of why was it that you joined? What was it like before? Obviously, you know, you've been with us a little while now. Uh, you, you know, you haven't been in business that long since, you know, 2017. So what was it that uh, that made you join, right? And, you know, what was it like before? So when I, before I started with TPV, obviously I started, um from the bottom you know i had my weekend work so and the weekend work wasn't anything at all it was just a few retaining walls and a deck here and there but it was enough to keep me going and then suddenly i'd pick up someone and then would be able to do a little bit more but always just chasing the dollar like chasing the work taking anything that came in because cash flow was poor no systems were in place and I had, you know, I was just constantly chasing my tail. I, I had no clue what I was up to, but I thought I knew what I was up to. 
and then I had these big expectations of this is what where I want to be but I just can't get there like what are all these guys around me doing that's different to what I'm doing I'm a good builder but I didn't know how to get from down there to up here so that's kind of where I was at when I hit TPB and it got to the point where I was just like constantly chasing money chasing work like work I didn't even want but I needed it and I was just like sat down and I thought about it and I was like I've got a family with kids we've got a mortgage I was like I need to make a change like and I need to actually ask for help so I did my research and I found you guys and I was just like watching you guys for a while and then every video I watched that was just in my face it was like man I need that man I need that like every time I watch it it's like that's so me I need to do this and I was nervous and I was like not the person to ask for help but then yeah I actually don't know what it was but I just was just like I think it was actually the first lockdown that was just like okay shit's about to go down I'm gonna need some help so and that's when my journey started with you guys Awesome, man. And you're obviously watching some of those videos and, you know, a lot of stuff that we kind of have out there for free. Yeah. You know, why, why wasn't, why, why, what was it made you join up rather than just, you know, thinking you, know, you, you could have done it yourself or you know, what? Why didn't you just sort of have it, a crack at it yourself? That's exactly what is, is. There was always that thought in my head that I could probably just do this. I was winging it big time. You know, I, I had started from nothing. I yep. didn't really have anyone around me to teach me. So all my teachers in the past were just builders that worked for people. No one surrounded by business. So I I just had no clue where to start. And there was there's probably a lot of people on here that were in the same boat. But um, yeah, I wanted I wanted to grow, and I saw the opportunity there. After like it took a bit. It's almost like a, what I spoke about in my breakout room is repetitiveness. And I think you know seeing those ads just really convincing me convincing me you need to do this you're doing this all wrong like i was just like i'm just gonna do it and yeah yeah awesome man love it and and obviously having a, a plan to follow makes uh you obviously had that vision you know you're sort of stuck where you were but having that plan in order to get to there was was obviously a big help to, to yeah. know what you should be working on right yeah awesome love it man so Tell us a bit more about what you've kind of been focused on, what you've implemented, what, you know, you found the, the biggest levers have been for you as going through the program or going through your journey. What worked for me, so coming into TPB, I was chasing money, I was chasing jobs, taking anything on. So when I signed up, I made a plan and then I put it into priorities. And obviously money was my priority. So I had to work on what would bring in money. So I started with the marketing like working on presenting myself better to draw clients towards me and then focus on getting the jobs after that. So I worked on, um, you know, marketing. I Website was my first step and then hitting into lock, going into lockdown. I was a little bit like down because I was just like, I'm stuffed. But then I had like you guys to back me up and it was like, well, you've got it all here. You just need to work for it. So I spent a lot of time on my, my marketing pillars, working out my process for marketing, my website, and then I put it all together. And then, yeah, I had this amazing website that was just like, why didn't I do this ages ago? It's a 24-hour working machine for me. 
Yeah. And then it's like literally, I've got this set up for me now. I, I need to put this to action. And then from there, we I engage you, Cam, to work out a plan. What are we going for? And how are we going to qualify them? And then that was the next part is how I qualify my clients. And um, so we did a little qualifying sheet and then started doing leads started coming in coming in i was like oh this is just amazing hearing good feedback about my website was always happening it was like odd three people out of five people were just saying well your website it's amazing so obviously the website was doing doing its job so that was a, a real big confidence booster and yeah my marketing really set me up and then what that allowed me to do was actually get jobs. Then I'd work on my pricing systems. And so I just kind of like slowly worked on each area and just slowly got it better and better. And then I'd move to the next one because I work better like that instead of trying to work on multiple things. I focus my time on one thing at a time, one thing at a time, one thing at a time. And it kind of worked out for me that way. So good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always better to get that pot of gold, you know, build a bridge, get the pot of gold, bring it back. So yeah. you can get the result from it before working on the next thing, eh? rather than trying to yeah. do 20 things at one time. So that that website, I know we, uh, we had a conversation around it when you first uh, talked about it. You sort of, I think the look in your eyes said, oh, that's expensive. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So it's probably been about, what, uh, maybe a year or so since that's been up and, and then getting the marketing going and that kind of thing. So, you know, probably helped take a lot of the sales burden off you, um, yeah. helped converted leads. Is that fair to say? Or tell us yeah, about definitely. That? Like one thing I can say to the community is um, if you do some research and find like a good website builder, do not be scared by the price because at the end of the day, that website is going to be bringing you in the work. So yeah, initially when I saw the price of the website, I was just like, holy heck, this is crazy. But if I want to make it, I'm going to bite the bullet and do it. And I'm going to work hard to make this good. And yeah, it paid off. It worked really well, still working really well. And then, you know, I, I worked my way through the process and then I'd do other things and then I'd come back to it and critique it. So I've actually gone through my website again and critiqued it. And then I got to my qualifying questions where I've got to a point now I'm getting leads coming, but they're like mucking me around or they're not quite where I want to be. So I'll make a plan and be like implement systems where I'd be like, well, this is a great plan. And that's the plan I talked to you about with our questionnaires is make them answer a question if they want to touch, uh, touch base with you. So like regarding their budget, you'd star it. So they, for them to send the message, they have to tell you what the budget is. Yeah, 100%. They have to tell you how far out they are on the build and when you know when, when they want it done by, have they got plans? And then literally once they complete that and send it over to me, which is only a couple of clicks of the mouse, it shoots over my end and then I'm looking at it and it'll decide whether it's worth a phone call or not. So it's like, it's... As I go through, I perfect it and it's that saved me so much time with ringing up people that are mucking me around. Now that I've got this thing that's like answers my sheets. And if it's, I, I even give them the brackets that's lower than what I would take just to give them that option. But it tells me straight away if they've clicked that button, I shouldn't be talking to them. They should be talking to someone else. Yeah, 100%. And I remember 
obviously when you first got the website up, it was just sort of name, email, phone number, and tell us what type of work you're looking for. And I think that serves a really good purpose for filling up that pipeline, right? And it wasn't until, you know, you're, you're pretty busy with work that we decided to put a few more barriers in the way, right? Because, yeah. you know, when you need the work, you know, you should just talk to everyone. But when you've got a bit more of a pipeline filled up, you go, okay, we can put some barriers in the way. And if they don't want to jump through my hoops, then, you know, we don't, we're not in a, in a dire position to take those jobs on. So we put those barriers in the way. And I think from memory, it was, do you know, do you have finance in place? Yes or no? Uh, what's your budget? And we had a few different price brackets there. Do you have plans or, you know, do you need help with that type of thing? Uh, and also, where did you find us so that we knew whether it was from Google ads, Facebook yeah. ads, referral architects, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, just sort of give some context around that and sort of, you know, where it fits in. It's just so people don't jump out and sort of put roadblocks in the way. Um, awesome, man. So, you then kind of moved in, you had the work in, uh, you sort of needed to then work on sort of pricing, project management that was, you know, but non-existent. Uh, yeah, yeah, tell us about that, that next step. Yeah, what I did was um, literally, I think, I, I can't even remember what I started with for like payroll. It was just like something I Googled, found it, and it was just like way off. Then I was using Avazar or something for project management, and it was just, it just didn't suit my environment, New Zealand's, like standards for project management. So what I did, you know, went onto the community page, asked a couple of questions and everyone's information to put in gave me an idea what I needed to be doing. It gave me like an opportunity to investigate what everyone else was doing in the group. And um, I kind of just looked at what people said was the best. And then I looked at it was build a trend. And I was like, well, that is expensive. Yeah, that was another crunch was just like, well, what does it do? So I did the trial, did it all. And um, I could see a lot of potential in it and it could help actually stop me coming on site and stuff like that. So I kind of just looked ahead and went, oh, okay, I'll give this a go. Jumped on with Builder Trend and um, it's amazing, like Builder Trend. So on a daily my um, foremans will send me photos every day at the end of the day. That's one of their daily tasks is they have to send me through a photo, a couple of photos of progress for the day. And um, also on the software is a to-do list. So I can set up the to-do list for the day or for the week and they just tick them off. So as soon as they're ticked off, it sends me a notification on my end in the office. So I go, oh, sweet. The guys have completed this. This is awesome. And then with their documentation, I can also put it on the client's portal. So they are like, oh, well, like for instance, yesterday um, in one of the jobs, we had a bifold turn up, pulled out a window, slipped the bifold in, and then the boys did the deck and the boys sent through the photos. And I got messages from the clients like, wow, that's so amazing. Like in a day, like, you know, they're part of the journey as well. So I think that's great about that software. And um, they can also, my guys can also send me, I have the foremans go around on a Thursday and send me through a material list to do for Friday. So straight away on a Friday at two o'clock, around the two o'clock mark, I'll get a message, come through on email and it'll be under the to-do list. It'll say materials. And then there'll be a whole task list of everything that I need to have on site for them by Wednesday. So it's really good for um, organizing and um saving time awesome man just just like anything else like uh you know it's either a time or it's a money sort of thing and, and for you 
you yeah. know, regardless of whether it's the build a trend or, a, you know, another software, another tool or a system, it's like leveraging time versus money and making sure you're getting the best bang for buck there and shortcutting those kind of uh, yeah. processes in between. It's Love definitely it. like takes time for you to get used to using it, but it's just a repetitive thing that once you start using it more and more, it's just an everyday task and it becomes very simple. Yep. Awesome, man. Love it. So uh, now, obviously, we kind of spoken a little bit about your journey. Like, what have you kind of focused on and implemented? We kind of touched on bits and pieces of it. Uh, I know we've got a few points here uh, and I'll let you fill in anything you feel like you haven't covered here just uh, so I don't jump the gun. But I think you mentioned that the, uh, you know, having great team members was a, was a challenge, but, you know, you've got to give them a good work environment and, uh, yeah. and then obviously finding new guys and things like that. That was a challenge for like, in, in my area, is um, finding good guys to join the team and how you go about it. And I knew that on my sites that we had a great environment, but I didn't know exactly how to tell people in the community, look, join our environment kind of thing. Like I just didn't know would trade me work or how how to do it. And I guess all it took was, you know, get some photos of the team, couple of the projects and tell them exactly what it's like on site. And um, we ran a campaign for what, all of a week, I think. Yeah, hey, Cam? Ended up about 10 days and a couple hundred bucks worth of ads, though, which is yeah, and, cheaper um, than the old job board. And I had a number of people just maybe like 20 odd people ring me up and out of that i had to filter them through the system and then i had like six candidates that i wanted them all but i could only pick one or two so i was like all it took was the right way to create an ad to draw the right people in not necessarily saying you pay the best dollars because not necessarily the the good guys are out there for the dollars yeah it is about the money but there's a lot of people out there that are just looking for the environment change and um that's exactly what this guy we just hired recently like he came from a great firm like that's doing well the firm but the environment didn't suit his environment so i got him on site to meet the whole team before we even made any decisions just to have a cheeky beer see what he was like get him out into his open and um yeah, he just drilled really well with the guys. And then I pulled him aside once everyone had left. And I said, well, this is pretty much us. What do you reckon? And he was just like, mate, where do I sign? And I was just like, sweet, well, let me know. And then, yeah, I guess that's the environment on site is what keeps your guys there and draws guys in. It's just about letting the community know what it looks like and how it actually is. Awesome. That's so good. And I remember... You know, like this conversation is is so popular around, man, I just can't find good guys. And, yeah. oh, you know, I pay top rates for these guys and they just expect the world and putting their hand out for more money. But, you know, like you say, it's just so much, there's so many more intangible benefits than just money yeah. for a lot of people. Obviously, money pays the bills and it needs to be a fair market rate. But, yeah. uh, you know, you guys go out uh, hunting and fishing and, you know, it is all about that that sort of bond that you guys have as a team, eh, rather than yeah. just the money. It is. And at the end of the day, like if the guys are enjoying themselves at work, they're working great at work. Cool. So, you know, obviously, you know, end of the day, you're not doing this for, you know, you're doing this to build great homes and you love your craft, but it's all about the money at the end of the day that, that comes into the, your back pocket. So you mentioned sort of where you were before doing some of those smaller jobs and things like that. What were the kind of expectations? What was it like dealing with those people back then for starters? Like, you know, 
Tell us a bit more about the, the clients you were dealing with and how that kind of panned out. So when I first started, I didn't even know what margin was. And I'm just being honest. I, I would price a job, have no clue what margin was and thinking I'm winning. Firstly, you'd price a job, put it in front of the clients and the type of work I was doing, the clients would haggle you down. Yeah, like I had no clue what I was up to. I, I thought I was doing it right, but I just didn't know how to run a business properly, how to make it profit. Like profit is what helps you grow. It was a struggle. I had no clue how to make money at that point of time until I met your guys' team. Yep. And like you say, profit is everything, right? Like it's even if you want to be, you know, the Dalai Lama and and give back everything to charity, it's very hard to give something that you don't have, right? So profit allows you to do anything you want, whether it's grow the business and or do what you want to do lifestyle wise. So, you know, as you had those projects coming in, you were just slapping a sort of percentage on top. What did it look like to get to the end of the job, look at the bank account, was it, and, and, and see what it looked like then? Or Oh, mate, it was like, you know, we're running low. Like, whoa, we've gone over the job. We're in negative. We better get another job and go two times harder. And, um, you know, we're only talking 30K jobs. But 30K jobs back then for me was just like, oh, that's all right. Yeah, that, let's try get another one like that. And um, maybe try to do it quicker and get over the line. Like, you know, we were chasing our tail. That was literally what was happening. Kind of get stuck on that hamster wheel of like, uh, you know, needing the work. So you take it on a low margin just to win the job, right? And then kind of yep. rinse and repeat over and over again. And and what was the the big shift that I guess you you made, which made you kind of change that frame up? Obviously, there's a, a few bits and pieces in between. What made you go, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore to, you know, where you are today on, on uh, your new minimum margin and, and the job size and things like that. Was there an aha moment or? Yeah, it was, well, it was the point of pretty much like close to breaking, eh? Like in my shoes back then, I was working every day, Saturday, Sunday, round the clock, get home, paperwork, payroll, sleep, repeat, sleep, repeat. So it was like slowly wearing me down, wearing me down. My wife was just like, look at you. I was just like, is this really what business is about? And um, yeah, I made the decision of this can't be it. I've got to make a change. And yeah, that's another reason why I joined TPB. Nice. Awesome, man. Yeah, because, you know, it's obviously obviously not ideal. You're a, a young family, right? So working yeah. seven days a week and, and 10 hour days or whatever it might have been, it's, it's pretty tough, right? So pretty much everyone, like Angelo just mentioned, is exactly in the same shoes. So, uh, you know, it's definitely something that a, a lot of people struggle with. and and, uh, you know, there's there's obviously that one part that needs to change or multiple parts. But, you know, one of the things we obviously focus on is one, knowing your numbers, the second part of actually pricing the job at the right margin, right? And having better clients come through so that they will pay that margin and they're not just price checking you, right? And now what's your kind of new requirements for a job monetary-wise? Is, is there, you know, a certain percentage that you, that you aim for or is it job yep. size? There's actually a couple of things now. So from back then, it was you took anything and just was happy with it. But now going through all the TPB systems and slowly working my way through them and actually formulating a business that runs quite well, I'm now in a position where I'm currently booked out for all of 2022, semi into 23. Um, I've got two teams running. I don't take anything lower than 20% margin sometimes 25 and that and it comes down to how I feel with the clients when I'm talking to them that's kind of 
where it's at like if i feel that there's a bit more i can push like they're sold on me they're going to go with me anyway that's when i can raise my margin and then even if i can see a gap in the forecast of work like if we've got a two-week gap that's when i've done my own little way of finding jobs is i'll still keep those little jobs available at the time because what it does is it actually gives my apprentices a chance to step up and do them and if i'm already busy if i don't get the job then i'm not too worried so i'll price a little bathroom job and put 50 percent on it and if it comes through it's like oh well so i've done it a couple of times now the first time i was just like this can't be happening but people will pay for good builders and you just got to be you know confident in in yourself know know your worth and um yeah so i still do those little jobs here and there but only if i can see a gap in the forecast and profit yeah awesome yeah it's great love it man yeah it's obviously a lot easier to do uh one 500k job than it is to do 10 50k jobs right and there's all the same admin oh, there's the same wow. management there's even worse in trying to organize everything and, and pull oh. it together right yeah so i went from probably running man must have been close to like 16 little projects to 20 little projects a year to suddenly now i'm running two teams and maybe four projects a year awesome so yeah what kind of impact has that had on your you know your stress levels your management like how does it feel now to, to have that change oh, compared to what it was before mate i can i can go home at three o'clock two o'clock three o'clock's nice and i can sit down with my kids hang out with my kids play games hang out with them in the weekend and stuff and like nothing beats time with your kids and pretty much like I started my business because I loved building and I wanted to build a better future for my kids. And when I when I started my business, I was losing time with my kids. Yeah. And um, to be able to have time for my kids, there's just there's words that you cannot explain how good it is. And um, yeah, it's a great feeling. You work hard and you want to have time for your kids, but without the systems, it's it's really hard. But yeah. I'm in a really good position now, so it's I'm loving it. It's so good, man. And you know, it's like one of our core mantras is true wealth, which is profit, but also time, right? Like, you know, you could be the richest man in the world, but if you spend the first five years of your kid's life working 80 hours a week, it's sort of no, not that good to look back on, right? So it's uh, it's awesome that you've yeah. now kind of got that that really good balance between both of them. So that's so good. So. Awesome, man. I think that that's kind of all of that there. Um, and obviously, the other thing I think you mentioned was just around the the lead quality and and the marketing and the sales. You know, sounds like you got a lot more confidence in the sales process side of things, which has made a big difference. And I think a lot of that comes down to having that deal flow in front of you, right? Like, yeah, going from shoot, I need to scramble to get another job to hey, I'm booked out. You know, the next year and a half, like it, yeah. It's, it allows you to be a bit more picky uh, with some of those messages. Oh, hey, Cam. Yeah. Hey, Cam, these, these leads. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> how, like, I've been with TPB for only just over a year and a bit, and in that position, like, how much can change in a year from suddenly taking anything you can get to suddenly being fully booked out and just still having people refer you with big projects coming through, and it's like, 
okay, which job do I want to choose? Where's the most profit in this? And what job will the boys enjoy the most? Like, what's the best that will build the business as in advertising and the portfolio? It's like, it's such a good feeling to be able to say, I've worked hard, I've done my systems, I've worked hard to get to where I am and it's actually happening. Because at the time I was like, you know, I, I had everything to work on. There was not just like a couple of things. I had to start from the bottom and do everything. So it's a really good feeling like knowing that I'm fully booked out all next year and I'm in a position where I can choose what I want to work on next. It's not like I have to work on that part now. So nah, it's, it's, it's good. It's great. Life is good. <laughs> you've done, you've done the work, you know, like it, it has, it, you know, you can't, there's no such thing as a silver bullet, but man, you, you've done the work and you've done the right things and, you know, it definitely pays off by putting that effort in. So that, that's really cool. And I appreciate you sharing that journey with us. And if anyone's got any questions, feel free to chuck them through, but uh, where to from now? Like what is, what is MLT? What does Mark Taylor 2.0 look like? What's coming up? What are you looking to do? What's excite you? Um, well, I think after I'll catch up on Tuesday, I'll have more of a clearer vision. But um, long, long term, um, obviously, I think I said at the start, I'd love to write the old manual for how to run the business without me even being there. And, um, you know, the opportunity to just pass the business on to someone else and move to somewhere nice as well, like the Coromandel or somewhere down south and maybe start another, another business with, like, formulating the systems again or yeah like I'm loving it what I'm doing now uh, I'm the type of guy that's a bit of a perfectionist so I like to just go back and perfect and perfect and perfect and just get better and better so yeah um, obviously I'll build the business a bit more but I don't want to get humongous but yeah I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing now and I'm just gonna keep enjoying it I, I'm not looking at doing overly massive things i'm good at what i'm doing now i want to just make more profit on that and good exposure i guess yep absolutely yeah it was probably a good opportunity to go through that business maturity that again you know yeah. maybe look at when you bring in a general manager or you know bring up one of those guys that you're already working with to sort of take over the helm a bit so you can step back so it's awesome man um and, you know, it's always good to just to look through some of the wins we've had, obviously, across uh, that journey. You know, I don't know if you remember some of these, but like uh, it's always good catching up with people on a Friday and sharing some of the wins. So, you know, uh, started another marketing campaign last week, fully loaded with eight qualified leads. So <laughs> after the lockdown lifts, I remember that one. So stuck at home with, uh, you know, not much to do is either be a negative Nancy or, or, you know, really double down on it. And I remember you, you came out of that lockdown swinging with a full sort of, Oh man. Like, of things, right? Yeah. That was crazy. Like, you know, you go into lock lockdown and everyone's just like, Holy shit. What do we do now? But if you've got the right mindset, like Marty always says, you know, your mindset's everything. Um, you go into that. I went into lockdown with the strongest mindset and I've worked hard on my business and because I couldn't be in my business, I was working on my business. So whenever I work on my business, I'm just like growing and growing and growing. And then when it's like you let me out of the cage, I'm just like ready to ready to let it all out and smash it, eh? Yeah. 
Oh, that's so good, man. Uh, and and the last one here I share with everyone else as well is big win here. That I thought was really, really cool when you posted this was came back this week from having six days off, totally off grid away from everything and came back to all the sites running on track with no issues while you're away. Three qualified leads came in, scheduled them for site visits, two projects finished in design, ready for pricing, like had a great team meeting today. Like, man, there must have been a huge, uh, huge win getting away for that six days and it all sort of the wheels didn't fall off the track. Yeah, that was oh, that was a great weekend too because I um shot a good stag that weekend. I went away hunting, flew in on a helicopter and stuff, and came back to that. And I even took my foreman with me, so we kind of gave the leading hands the opportunity to step up and take over. And that was awesome. a great week. Must be time to uh, schedule another one. Over yeah, yeah I was actually thinking about it the other day. I was like, I'm going to book me another one in very shortly. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Hey, Mark, always a pleasure, man. Love catching up with you and uh, big things coming your way. But also, I love, love that you've been able to share that with us. Great stuff, Mark. Want to see more of those hunting pictures too? <laughs> well, it looks like there's just a bit of appreciation for you, Mark. Uh, looks like we've covered quite a lot here. So we'll probably just overwhelm them with how... Uh, inspirational was and i know you know always pumps people up to hear stories like that so really love that you've been able to share that with us man and uh we'll let you get on with your day thanks very much mark yeah no awesome guys um last few words guys like if there's guys if there's some of you that are in the same situation that i used to be in my word of advice is just get that mindset right and honestly you can do anything like if you put your mind to it and just work hard on what, what the systems TPB have, you'll get there. It's what you put in is what you get out. And that's exactly what I've done. And it's great. So good luck out there, guys. And um, enjoy the rest of the summit. And um, I'll follow you guys on the page. And I hope to see heaps of success over the next 90 days. Hard out. Thanks very much, Mark. Look at that. We've got wonderful thumbs up, inspiring. Thanks, Mark. Cheering. Thanks, Ben, Darren. Thanks, guys. Love it, Mark. Cheers, man. Have a good rest of your day.